it's colder. My eyes go thin as I get older. Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised. I feel so helpless and confused. 'Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right. I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life. 'Cause I can't stop the walk. Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. My special guest today is Kevin Annette. He is a true hero and leader in our battle against the Global Pedophile Network. He is the man behind the global movement to end child trafficking and child torture and also to de-establish the genocidal churches and governments. He is a community minister, a human rights consultant, and special advisor to the International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State. The mandate of the International Tribunal is to lawfully prosecute those people and institutions responsible for the exploitation, trafficking, torture, and murder of children, past and present, and two, to stop these and other criminal actions by church and state, including by de-establishing these same institutions. Kevin is also an award-winning filmmaker and author who works with victims of church violence and genocide all over the world. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2013, 14, and 15. His latest two books, Unrelenting and Murder by Degree, Kevin traces the origin of genocide in Canada and globally, and he found all roads lead back to the Vatican. Kevin co-founded the International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State and the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels. The Common Law Court in Brussels has brought two legal actions against the Vatican, the Crown of England, Canada, and its churches for crimes of genocide, child sacrifice, and trafficking, and they successfully convicted all of the defendants for crimes against humanity. Kevin is truly one of the most courageous, intelligent, and honorable men of our times. He has dedicated his entire life to this cause, and I am very honored that he has agreed to come back on my show. So I'll bring him on now and get the latest details on his global efforts and the upcoming events to take place over the next few months, including his attempt to enforce the standing arrest warrants against Pope Francis on June 21st in Geneva. So welcome back to the show, Kevin. Hi, Evelyn. It's great to be back. Yes. How are you doing these days? Well, I got back uh, from Europe. I'm kind of still in transit, but I spent a month uh, meeting with groups all over Europe and uh, setting up uh, grand juries there uh, to investigate a lot of the crimes you mentioned. So it's been quite busy. Right, right. So are you, well, I know you don't say exactly where you're at. Um, you have to avoid being tracked down, I'm sure. <laughs> right, well, I'm, like I said, I'm in transit right now, but um, it, it's been, uh, it's quite interesting. You might have noticed in the news this cardinal in Australia, this Catholic cardinal, uh, George Pell, is going to trial. He's the third most powerful cardinal in, in the Vatican. He's going to trial. And what's interesting about that is the, um, the, 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 whole, the, the whole the Vatican structure is coming to pieces. And they, they're doing these preemptive actions to try to protect their, own, their money, basically, uh, from massive lawsuits that are in the works. But um, they're putting up George Pell as kind of a scapegoat like they often do. Like, you might have noticed as well that uh, uh, Bergoglio, the Pope, so-called Pope Francis, went to Chile, and 
he asked all the bishops there to resign, to take the fall, to say, well, we've been negligent about child abuse, and it's all our fault, when in fact... Bergoglio is trying to cover the fact that it's actually a Vatican policy called Crimen Solicitanus, and it says every priest, every Catholic in the world has to cover up child abuse, or they'll get excommunicated. They're not to tell the police ever. So why would they get their, their hands slapped by the Pope for enforcing papal policy, right? It doesn't make any sense. So it's trying to shift the blame downwards, you know. Right. Well, is that going to work? Well, no, it's just kind of a stopgap measure. It's what you do when you're in damage control. You, uh, the, if, uh, pardon my French, but the expression is pissing downwards in public relations, you know, in spin doctrine. You, you, you put the blame in other directions because, and this is one of the reasons when we forced uh, Pope Benedict uh, Joseph Ratzinger to resign, he was forced out of office because if he had been arrested, and he was on the verge of facing arrest from a Spanish arrest warrant back in 2013, um, because of the work we had been doing there. Um, if he hadn't stepped down, all these other people could have been arrested with him. The real, you know, behind-the-scenes perpetrators, these, you know, the big money behind the child trafficking and killing, the participants in this ninth circle satanic cult. And so, you know, they, they, they scapegoat individuals, and now it's Cardinal George Pell's turn, but uh, it, it's the actions of a sinking ship, really, very much. Now, isn't the Vatican controlling that trial over there in Australia? Is it, aren't they keeping the media out? Isn't it look more like yeah. a secret trial now? That's why, you know, under the guise of, um, you know, it being a trial and the Vatican's posing as, as cooperating with the courts. In fact, what they're doing is what they did in Ireland and Canada and all over the world. It's the same pattern. They make an arrangement with the government and the judges to uh, not indict Rome, to keep it local, um, to make it seem like this was the action of, of a cardinal. And, um, and that way the whole thing can be uh, contained. What's going to happen is he might get a light sentence, but then often the, the church works out a deal whereby he can serve that sentence, you know, often a mon- monastery or retreat somewhere. He'll do very little j- jail time. The same thing happened in the States with um, uh, William Lynn. He was like a, a monsignor in Philadelphia. And he only did three months in jail. He took the fall, but he only did three months, and he was out. It'll, it'll be the same thing. It's, if you remember from the Nixon era, all the top Nixon officials started resigning because he was trying to get them to take the fall. But eventually the flood reached right to his, the presidential office, and he had to resign. I suspect the same thing is going to happen with Bergoglio, because they can only keep this contained for so long. Right, right. Well, I know over there in Australia, they're really supposedly going after all these people, but when I heard that, that they're keeping the media out and it's like a secret trial, that's very discouraging, you know, when we get to this point when we think we're finally going to see some action. Well, that's why you can't rely on the government or the courts, and that's why a big part of the work we do is to train people in setting up common law courts, common law grand juries like we just did in Ireland, um, and if people go to our website, itccs.org, you'll see in the recent articles there, the recent postings, how in Ireland, um, one of the reasons the, the, the church is acting like this is because there's so much pressure from below. People are talking about making citizen arrests against known child-raping priests. And so at that point, you know, the church says to the police, you better, you know, arrest these guys and make it seem like we're going after them because the people are taking power for themselves and they're going to deal with these priests in their own way. 
So, again, it's, you know, the arrest, the naming of, of these guys isn't it, it necessarily a good thing. It's, it's part of the, the cover-up. And the only way we can ensure that that doesn't get covered up even more and children keep suffering is to take the action ourselves. And that's, you know, again, one of my books is the Common Law Training Manual. Um, the books you mentioned, they're, they're all on Amazon. You just put my name in and um, Kevin Annett. You'll see it. The Common Law Manual is, is the best-selling book we have because it trains people on how to set these courts up in your own community. Right now, has that been done? Has that been done anywhere in the United States yet? Actual common law courts? Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, in America, you have a more aware population when it comes to the common law because, of course, the Constitution, the founding fathers, they based it on the idea that the people are sovereign, not a ruler. And so people, sovereign people, can can be in their own courts. That's the idea the grand jury came from America. Um, you know, it's kind of a watchdog agency on the courts and on the, on the government. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, that's in our tradition. It's just that any ruler doesn't like the idea of people taking power back. So they keep common laws is forced out all the time. They prefer statute law, which is, you know, governments telling people what they have to do. Right. Right. Well, um, when are we going to see some of these arrests? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because some of those things have happened. I, I do a lot of work on the ground, and you see these things. There's lots of Catholic priests and others who have resigned or have been arrested. I remember up in Canada just a few months ago, I got a, um, a call from a Cree Indian band who had gone on to the reserve and arrested the Catholic priest and uh, banished him from the community. And they're keeping eyes on this guy to make sure he doesn't harm any more children. Um, you know, that's the kind of direct action you never hear about in the media, but it's happening all over because people are beginning to wake up to what they have to do. They can't rely on, you know, like in Canada with the whole genocide thing that we've exposed. Um, it, it, the government and the courts colluded with the churches right down the line in killing over 50,000 children and covering it all up. Why would you go to the government or the courts for any kind of justice? So, you know, people are waking up to that. Right. Well, um, I wanted to touch on this one thing. It's a little bit off topic, but it was the latest article I see. Now it, was, it says Pope Francis is ordering white women to breed with Muslims. Oh, I hadn't read that. That he says, well, I'll read you the first paragraph. It says, Pope Francis has compared Jesus Christ to the leader of Islamic terrorist death cult and suggested Christian missionaries have a lot in common with members of ISIS during a wide-ranging and shocking interview in which he openly promoted socialism and ordered European women to breed with Muslim migrants in order to counter declining birth rates. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't put anything past this present guy, uh, Bergoglio, <laughs> because he has to say, really, it's like any political leader. They've got to say things to distract. And the thing to remember about him, when he makes outrageous statements, it does distract from the hard evidence that's coming out now about his own criminal past. Like when he was um, archbishop in Buenos Aires in Argentina during the dirty wars in the 1980s, 70s and 80s, there were tens of thousands of people being killed by the military government. He's going all over the country and all over the world saying what a great progressive force the military junta are. He was turning a blind eye to the murder of his own priests. And he was trafficking children of political prisoners. I mean, all of that 
in any just world, would put him away for life, right, in prison. And this is coming out. There being, there were two other priests who came out recently and gave testimony about that, you know. And and so um, I remember talking to, when I was in Europe a few years ago, I talked to an ex-nun from Buenos Aires who told me that she saw Bergoglio as a bishop uh, raping women. You know, and so, I mean, it's like this is, they've got to do everything possible to, you know, to cover this stuff up. So, yeah, you got to kind of watch those statements because they're designed to distract, right, away from, sure, sure. from what people's own past and what's really going on now. Well, right, and then the, the one right before this, the latest one was when he came out and, and, and told that, that guy that was an adult that was sexually abused, the guy from Chile that was sexually abused as a priest by the priest when he was a youngster, you know, and was gay now, that that was all right that he was gay, that God forgave him, that God made him that way. And I'm like, right, well, oh, these, these priests rape and, and sodomize these kids and everything, and then when they turn gay because of it, they turn around and say, God made you that way? Well, yeah, that's a pretty self-serving attitude. Wow. And, and he was in real trouble in Chile. You know, the Mapuche Indians in southern Chile, they burned down over two dozen Catholic churches in the last year. And uh, Bergoglio went out there to try to contain it, and he got heckled, he got attacked. Uh, he had to leave the country he was under attack so much. And this is in one of the most so-called loyal Catholic countries in the world. So it's like in Ireland. It's really coming apart for them, and they know it. And so they're in kind of in real crisis uh, management mode right now. Sir, sure, and when he was down in Chile, is that when they got so mad at him, too, when he's telling the vi- when he's still telling the victims they're liars and they just want to defame the Vatican and defame the priests? Oh, yeah, well, it was not only that, but you see, the Mapuche Indians, like Native people all over the world, they've had their land stolen. There's, it's still over a million acres were stolen recently by companies connected to the Catholic Church. And the reason they burned down the churches, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you shouldn't be burning churches. Well, these churches are actually places where children are brought and bought and sold and trafficked, just like all over the right. world. And they're part of sacrificial uh, networks where they actually, in the basements of these Catholic churches, we've got a whole list of where it happens. They actually do the Ninth Circle ritual killings, and they often use children who can go missing easily, like Aboriginal children. So they shut down, they burn these churches down to actually stop the killing of their own children. And that's something, of course, the corporate media never mentioned. Well, I don't know. I'm sitting here lately, and it's like, uh, you know, that I just can't even believe... I couldn't. I couldn't go in a Catholic church. I would be so ashamed and guilty. I mean, I will never attend the Catholic church again. I don't care for a funeral, wedding, anything. I will never set foot in in a Catholic church again in my life. And these people that keep continuing going on there and giving their money, to me, they're just supporting this whole pedophile racket. Well, they are, and they're in fact criminal. They're part of the criminal. Never stop because they always got money to pay off these victims. But now we just had this big case in Minnesota. What was it? Two hundred and fifty. Fifty million, so a quarter billion dollars in that settlement in Minnesota alone just just happened here recently. I mean, this is so outrageous. How can people go into them Catholic churches? Well, I don't know. They've got, people have got to be in a state of kind of possession to continue to believe that, that is some kind of even a religious institution. I mean, what, here's a, a clue: the official title of the Pope uh, is Vicari Christi, which in Latin means. The replacement of Christ. Really? And, and he literally, when you read statements of popes over the centuries, including the present guy, they all say the same thing. They say, I am Christ on earth. 
so it's it's the most uh, question that's total blasphemy it's it's a satanic replacement of christ right christ is not the head of the church to a catholic the pope is so they replaced christ so it can't really be called a christian church it's it's like really a a, a roman cult of emperor worship yeah. they've got a new title for the emperor but you know that's really what it is and they've got all the murderous spirit of the, of the Roman Empire, like, as a matter of fact, the first time I was protesting outside the Vatican in Rome, somebody told me those pillars in Vatican Square, in St. Peter's Square, they're all from the Colosseum. And you know what went on in the Colosseum, you know, the, the torture and the mass killing every day. Uh, and the Pope's palace is was occupied by the Emperor Caligula, and he was one of the most sadistic butchers of any of the Roman emperors. So, I mean, imagine the energy in that place. It's just a continuation of this, the most murderous corporation in, the, in human history. So I don't know how anyone could be part of that, really, frankly, Evelyn. I agree with you. It's just mind-boggling. No, no, it just, I mean, I, I mean I'm to the point that, that I am I'm angry with these people that go in this Catholic church and give them this money. When they mm-hmm. see what it's going, I mean, I, I mean, it's in the mainstream media now what they're paying out for their pedophile activities. You know, yep. and that they they could walk in there. I mean, I, I don't know what, even what to compare it to. Walking into a place where the place is known to rape and sodomize kids, and I mean, it's not hidden anymore. No, I know. Yesterday I, I rode by the the church and I was looking to see if there was less cars, but I I couldn't really tell. Well, you know, a lot of these churches now and, and uh, are closing down because people are staying away more. Um, yeah. When well, I was in, in Ireland, in Minnesota now, these churches are filing bankruptcy and stuff. Will they get out of paying these victims if they file bankruptcy? Yeah, that's one of the ways they do it. Uh, and even when they do pay, they don't pay the victims, the insurance companies do. So they're always... The Vatican is the richest corporation on the planet. They have an annual income of just from the collection plate of over $50 billion. And that doesn't oh include God. any of the uh, their investments or anything. Um, they get a slice of income tax from every country in the world. Americans' tax money is going to the Vatican Bank through a thing called the Financial Concordat. It's a secret agreement with the U.S. government. You know, so why I mean, is that? Why is that? Because it's a why big money corporation, and they pay off politicians, and you know, it's it's, just, it's the usual thing. You can buy anything you want when you're a big corporation. You know that. But people are waking up on the ground, Evelyn, like I was saying. Like, when I was in Ireland, a lot of people were telling me none of them go to church anymore. They're all so pissed off. Um, you go into one of these big cathedrals, pro-cathedral in Dublin, the biggest cathedral there, seats 500 people. I saw maybe 50 people on the Sunday morning, if that. Really? And that's in Ireland. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, go figure. Yeah. Well, it is sad. You know, when I think about it, it's like these people that are real religious that go to church, some of them every day and everything – um, where do they turn to now? You know, I try to look at the other side of this, too. You know, what do these people do now? Well, they're going to learn that God isn't in a church or a communion wafer that is within. I mean, didn't Jesus say the kingdom of heaven is within you? We can have that personal relationship to God without priests or popes or churches, you know, and that's something people have to... It's, I think it's part of taking responsibility and growing up, and that's hard for people who've been raised in a slave culture. And the Catholic Church is the epitome of that slave culture. It, it says, we have the truth, you've got to, this, we're going to dispense it to, to you for a fee. That's basically what their, their theology comes down to. Right. 
don't these churches, does the Catholic Church too tell you to give them so much of, you know, I've been away from organized religion for many, many, many years, you know. I mean, even before I was investigating all this over the last three, four years, I knew that, that they were corrupt, you know. I, I couldn't I couldn't belong to any organized religion. But um, what, are these, what are these people going to do then? I just, this is so confusing for everybody, you know. But these organized religions, no, I'm I'm against it totally. Yeah, well, they sh- definitely shouldn't get in uh, tax exempt status from, when the government exactly. gives murdering churches tax exempt status. They're colluding in a huge criminal act. And um, why the hell should any of us, you know, help subsidize these child killing institutions? It's it's abominable. You know? Well, yeah, and that's how I feel about the people that are going to these churches and giving them money. Yeah. They are just financing this pedophile racket thing. You know, it's so insane. Well, you know, that's one of the things we say to people when we're handing out flyers and stickers uh, on churches and that we say, don't give money to the church. That's the first thing you have to do. And don't rent out the facility. Like, I mean, a lot of people agree with me, and then they go use the facilities and pay them 200 bucks. It's saying, look, put your money where your mouth is. Follow your own principles and and boycott these, these churches. Oh, wait, I, I know I lost my train of thought before. I was asking, do, does the Catholic Church give a certain percentage that they tell people to give of their income? I, I know when I, this woman that was going to this church when I worked at Dayton Daily News, she was really not well off and everything, and she was really down and out. And I'm down there by, and she's telling me that she's got to give, She's her lights are getting turned off and everything. She said, well, she's got to give this so much percentage to the church because that's what they require, you know. And I said, well... Don't you think God really would rather you have your lights on and stuff rather well, than give that money? I don't think God worries about money one way or the other, frankly, but they try to make <laughs> you think he does. But 10% is the usual amount, but they... 10%? They, 10%, but they tithing, but um, they often pressure people to give a lot more. They get people to sign away their requests and inheritances to the church. You know, it's, it's a huge racket, and um, it's tied closely with organized crime, as you know. Sure. Um, they launder money for the mafia. That's been proven. The big money laundering operation. Right. Now, now, see, I don't understand, you know, all this this stuff so much. But didn't I hear that there's a, a day this month or something that there's supposed to be some big sacrifice or something? Now that's on summer solstice, June 21st, and that's really interesting because uh, you mentioned in the intro. The World Council of Churches, that's all the non-Catholic churches in the world, they've invited Bergoglio to come and speak June 21st in Geneva at their 70th anniversary conference of, of you know, their establishment. And um, it's obscene because uh, what happens on June 21st, it's a satanic uh, high point. That's usually when satanic rituals, and definitely the Ninth Circle, is going to be conducting a ceremony in Geneva. We believe that Bergoglio is going to be helping officiate at that ceremony from sources uh, who have really? supplied us information. So we've sent a letter, and you can actually see this if everyone goes to the latest post-in at itccs.org. It's a, a, an order, a, a common law court order, to the um, leaders of the World Council of Churches requiring that they not cooperate and aid and abet Bergoglio by, not, by inviting him. In fact, they have to assist because there's going to be an attempt 
to arrest Bergoglio. Citizen and common law sheriffs are going to Geneva, and they're going to try to arrest the guy. They've said, and this court order that you can read says to the World Council of Church leaders, you are not to interfere, you're not to protect this guy, you're to stand back and not aid this criminal, right? So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Okay. Now, can you describe these hunting parties that that go on? I mean, most of my most of my listeners probably know about it, but some of them probably don't. I mean, how evil this stuff is that's going on. Well, it goes back thousands of years. They've been doing this to, to people for a long time. But um, the the specific information I got was from two women who were survivors um, of intergenerational satanic cults, uh, Tos Nienhaus and Anne-Marie van Bienberg. They're both Dutch women now living in hiding ever since we posted their uh, their statements online about four years ago. But they were uh, part of this Catholic Ninth Circle cult. Um, they were raised in it, um, and uh, also they they helped entrap other people. They helped entrap judges and politicians. Um, closely connected to Drangheta, which is the, the European mafia who provide the children. One example we learned was Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. Uh, her staff got these children out of a out of a care home. Now these were kids from age six right up to fourteen, juvenile delinquents as well, um, youth detention centers. On order of the queen, they get these kids out. They take them out to a field, and and Toast witnessed this, uh, and she saw George Soros, uh, the big billionaire, present at these really? members of the royal family. He was Hillary's big financial backer in the last. Um, election. Either good friends. But um, anyway, they, they took these kids, they killed the younger ones, sacrificed them, and cannibalism is part of these rituals, uh, ritual cannibalism. But then the, the older kids, they stripped naked and they made them run through the woods, and they hunted them with guns and, and killed them, and then they cut off the penises of the boys and used them in, as trophies. Um, they've actually got them displayed on the walls of these different homes, believe it or not. But um, the, the whole area was a forest just south of Brussels, and it was cordoned off by the Belgian military. So this was a definite government operation in, in league with the Catholic Church. And at these rituals as well, they've seen Bergoglio, they say Ratzinger. Um, all the popes are expected to either know about and take part in or look the other way about the Ninth Circle. It goes back over 250 years, set up by the Jesuits back in the 1700s. Was is there has there been any popes, you know, like in my lifetime on sixty seven? Has there been any popes in my lifetime that aren't involved in this? No, no. It you can't be in the hierarchy of the church and not be part of it. Uh, we know what happens to honest ministers. I, I'm one, for example. What happens when you start talking about these things? You're forced out or you're killed, and um, it's. It, same in any corporation, but you cannot be even a priest, let alone a bishop or a cardinal or a pope, unless you A, know about these things, and B, help it happen. Because if you oppose it, you don't survive very long. So by definition, if you're in the hierarchy, you're part of it. And, and you know, it, it's it, it's absurd to think otherwise, right? Right. Well, you know, this is so bizarre, because a little over three years ago is when I found out about all this stuff, and... And before that, I didn't. I didn't even believe in hell. I didn't believe in Satan. I didn't believe in the occult. I didn't believe in any of this. And it was such a rude awakening when I woke up to all of this. But this is so horrendous. These things that are going on. You know, it's not a wonder that people haven't woken up sooner. 
to grasp what they are doing and to know that it is ongoing and we can't stop it. Well, you can. That's the point. We have forced resignations. We have There have been citizen arrests made. We have saved lives. As a matter of fact, two years ago, Interpol, and this was all over the world uh, news, Interpol made raids all over Europe, and they arrested over 1,000 people as part of not just child porn, but active child trafficking networks. They, they freed 30 children from cages in Brussels. And all of that came from evidence we had given to Interpol people. So... We definitely saved the lives of those 30, 30 children. Things can happen, but it requires people taking action where they are and not wait for somebody sure. else to do it. And, you know, you are doing such good work. You and your bunch and everything are doing such good work, and you tell us these things that you've gotten done and have happened. But the mainstream media won't cover this, so nobody ever even hears of it. Well, you know, we have to be our own media in this. Um, right. Right. That's the only way to do it, um, through shows like yours, through you know, the Internet and, and direct talking to people about all this stuff. Um, because don't forget, in every neighborhood, this stuff goes on. Oh, there's a Catholic church, there's children being trafficked, because that's they've got the legal right to do that. If you're a child rapist, you know you can become a Catholic priest, and you'll never get, you know, you'll get protected. It's right in the policy right. to do that. So, you know, people have to start well, monitoring their own neighborhoods and take action to stop this stuff. Well, right, and this stuff is going on in families that I, I never would. I mean, it's more widespread than than the normal person would ever imagine. At least I found that, and it's like it's it's hard for me to believe. But I mean, some of these families that I know are involved in this, it's just unbelievable to me that they have been forget, involved in this. Don't forget, it's not just about the Catholic Church. I mean, they're one of the worst no. perpetrators, but this happens on many levels. One of the the things we found is that. So much of the child trafficking now happens through the government system of so-called child right. protection. And um, social workers, police, judges, they're all connected to it. It's like the for-profit prisons, where I remember a few years ago a judge in America got sentenced because he was giving 12- and 13-year-old sentences. He was sentencing them to these prison farms because he was a shareholder in the, in the company that owned the prison farm. And and the same thing with child trafficking. It's a big business, right? That's why it carries on. Sure. And so many it, it, within the court system and everything are involved in this, too. And in this country, the Child Protective Services, that's just turned into a child trafficking racket in itself. Very much. That's why we say to people, hold on to your kids, keep them out of the mainstream, the schools. Um, yes. You know. Yes. And, you know, and, and I want to say some of these families that I found out that I know were involved in this, and and, and one family in particular that's, and I, I don't want to explain it any further, but I know now that that I'm exposing this and everything, that these people have kept this secret all their life, and this happened to them as children in these families, in Catholic family. And, and I have to hope that they are relieved that people like yep. you and me and, and these other truth-tellers are bringing this out finally. Yeah, it takes a long time, but, you know, it's like any, any movement. you got to just keep at it every day because we're talking about our future. You know, if the children yeah. are harmed, the society goes down the toilet. We know that, right? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, think of, I mean, this destroys their lives, the sexual abuse. When I was a child, I was sexually abused. Um, by by some old oh, some relatives and some 
friends and my family and stuff, and but nothing compared to what I'm learning happens to. I mean, it seems minimal what happened to me, you know. But I know that this bothers you your whole life when this happens when you're a little kid and this happens to you. And what has happened to these these children with the Catholic Church and all these other and there's so many of them. This destroys their whole life to live with this shame and guilt. Yes, definitely. You know, and especially when it involves the church, and this is what made me so mad when I read that, that him telling that sexually abused victim that God made him gay and God forgives him. God didn't make him gay. They're turning these poor kids into homosexuals because when you're raped by a priest, you have to wonder, you know, what that that I must be gay. You know, why would why would a priest do this to me? Uh, yeah, I know, it's pretty sick. I mean, I think it's it's bad enough when you're sexually abused, you know, and stuff as a child, but when it's by a, a religious authority, that has got to be the worst in the world in my mind. Well, I know, because people have been brainwashed to think that, you know, uh, a, a clergyman is somehow closer to God, which is nonsense. Um, right. But then you think, oh, there's something wrong with me then. Like, I'm, I'm, right. I'm damned in the eyes of God. I mean, it, it, it's horrible, the impact. And, and sure. we, you know, we got to stop it right now. Yes. Now, how many years have you been working at this, Kevin? Well, I mean, uh, I got uh, canned from the United Church for bringing this stuff out in 1995. So what, that 23 years. But the wow. campaign really started for me then almost a quarter of a century, but for most of my life, I'm 62 now, but I've been involved in these in these movements, you know, for a long time, and um, it, it's just, you see progress, but you have to keep at it all the time, because you realize that everything's in our hands, and you're not going to have some savior or some government do this for us, quite the contrary, right? Right, exactly, and like getting the word out about it, because, I mean, I watch every time. Every time I post, like today, to say you were coming on the show, I posted the one about you know the conviction, the last conviction of the Pope, and everything. And immediately people say, "Oh, this isn't true." Oh, I've never heard of that court, and this this is a lie, and everything. You know, it's just constant. You know, to fight this, yep. they've got so many people out there that just refuse to believe the truth. Well, that's and then right. when I mean, we tell you them know, the it, truth, it's part of the denial, you know, and. Even when you see the hard evidence, it, you say, I don't believe, that's really their re- way of saying, I don't want to look at this. You know, I don't want exactly. to admit it goes on, right? Yes, yes. I I think that's the biggest part of it, because, I mean, it's still shocking to me when I, I'll, I'll review things, you know, when you're coming on the show or something, I'm reading over this stuff, and it's still shocking to me, and I've been looking at it for over three years, you know. So somebody just coming on and, and reading that, it's, it, let's horrify them to beyond belief. They, they yep. can't face it, probably. Yeah. Well, can't yeah, and it's just new. You've got to give people some education. And that's the problem. We lack basic education. Like, if anyone knows anything about the history of the Catholic Church, none of this is unbelievable. You know they've been butchering people for 1,500 years. They've killed more people. Look, at in, in, in North America alone, they killed, what, about 20 million Indians? And they, it all came out of Rome. It, it, it's the idea that if you're not a Catholic, you don't have the right to live. They did that to my ancestors, my Protestant ancestors in France. That's why we came to England. We were driven out of there. I mean, it goes on and on, century after century. So why is it surprising that these things are still happening? Right. right. 
Well, you know, when, when um, you say people make citizens arrest, what, what do they do with these priests then when they arrest them? Normally, with, what do they uh, under citizen arrest laws, you've got to hand them over to the police. But, uh, you know, or like what we're saying to people, convene your own common law court, pronounce sentence. What do you want to do with these people in your community? What do you think is the best sentence? It's up to you to decide. It's your children. You've got to protect them. You can't let them run around. You know they don't change. No. My personal opinion is that um, if it, that the life of a child is more important than that of a child rapist. Absolutely. You know, I believe in capital punishment for child rapists. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. And child killers. Sure. And uh, over it. Now, do you find, what do you think of um, Putin? Do you think he's for real? Do you think he's against this? Like, he says that, that we're fighting Satanism here in the United States and and all these things. Is, is he against this? Is he for real? Well, unfortunately, uh, we've had a lot of reports of the same kind of thing going on in Russia involving the Orthodox Church, and he's a loyal member of the, of the, of the Orthodox Church in Russia, who, by the way, are cozying up to the Church of Rome and Bergoglio. So, you know, at that level of power, where there's big money and government and everything, um, you know, don't put your trust in princes, as the good book says, right? I mean... It, yeah. They'll play anyone, and and they play people off against each other to make it look like I don't know enough about Putin to say, but it, it's yeah. easy for a, a politician to say one thing, but then look what they do, right? It's like when American right. presidents elected, they all talk about reducing the the arms budget, and then they get in and they raise it, right? And create and right. build more aircraft carriers. So I mean, it's it's kind of like where does the money come from, and that's who runs the the head of state, usually. Sure. Well, I think we're all so desperate to find somebody that's for real and is going to save us from this. You know, so when Putin comes out and says that stuff about, you know, that we're run by Satanists and and uh, over there now, uh, first-time offender pedophiles are, are go to prison for life. Yeah. On their first offense and things, and I don't know, I'm just grasping for anybody in the world that will help us stop this. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's we the people, and yeah, that's the only real guarantee, I think. Now, now, if you now, when you go to Geneva, if you arrest the Pope, what happens? That how how would you go about this arrest? How can you get to him? Well, for one thing, what we do is we and and the ICCCS has people doing this on the ground, but. You notify the local police in Geneva. You you notify them that they're going to make this arrest, and you ask for their help. You deputize them as common law officers. And you say, if you're not going to take part, then stand back, because if you try to interfere and protect this guy, you're not only colluding in a crime by aiding and protecting a convicted criminal. Don't forget, he's a convicted criminal, both him and Ratzinger, uh, right. found guilty in a common law court. And if you participate in helping them, you're a criminal, you're engaged in a criminal act. We tell that to the police. And at least, if you're not going to protect them, stand back. Right. Don't interfere, because then you're obstructing justice. And it's funny, because we've used that method in Canada, and it's always worked. When the cops would show up when we were occupying churches on Sunday morning, we'd just read them that, and they'd always stand back. They wouldn't interfere and try to stop us. So they know the truth, right? They just don't want people waking up to the power we do have, right? Right. <laughs> right. It, it, it sounds wonderful. Now, now, where would he 
Where would he come that you could get at where they can get at him? He's holding a mass. Mass? Oh. A mass, a big, you know, what they call a mass is like a big church service. Um, okay. He's doing the same thing in, in Dublin. He's going to be there in August, I think it's 25th, 26th. And there's going to be an attest. If Geneva doesn't work, he's also going to be targeted for us there by people in Ireland. So um, even, you know, even if you don't physically get the guy, look at Ratzinger. He's locked away in the Vatican. He, he's afraid to come out because he knows he's a standing, uh, you know, arrest warrant coming out of Spain. A Spanish court there issued a warrant for him. That's why he stepped down and hid out in the Vatican for f- the past five years. Right, right. Because he knows that if you get your hands on him, that he's going. Eh? Now, once they're arrested, if they went to prison, where where would they go to prison? Well, that's the need to get the police on side. Because you go into a regular prison, right? That's the point. The important thing is to, you know, you got to make an example of these people and say we are not going to tolerate these crimes in high places anymore. So. You know, that's just how you treat a normal criminal. You don't want them around children. Right. Right. Well, I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in any prison if you got Pope Francis locked up, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of masochistic on my part, I guess, but... I wouldn't want to be in a cell with a guy. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd kick him in the nuts, for one thing. <laughs> right, right. I said, yes, I am so enraged at these people, you know. I mean, anymore, whenever I see a picture of Hillary or John Podesta, these pedophiles, I'm just enraged. I mean, if I could get my hands on them, I'm I'm sure I could take Hillary out with my bare hands. I am so angry at these people, and I'm so angry that they're still parading around here, you know, out on, on talk shows, out at events and everything, like nothing happened. Right. So they don't have a conscience, any of these people, and that's the point. They don't consider it a crime. I remember, you know, I mentioned this William Lynn, the the church official in Philadelphia, who got three months in prison. At his trial, believe this or not, he said, we didn't think, he said, we, not I, but we didn't think there was anything wrong in raping a child. Oh, really? Nothing wrong with that, huh? Nothing wrong with it. Wow. Because don't forget, in the, in, to a Catholic, everyone is born evil, right? Original sin. Oh. Oh. So children, they think, are evil, therefore we can do whatever we want to them. They're spawns of Satan. I mean, it's a very sick, twisted belief system, right? Yeah. Well, they're trying to roll this pedophile out, I mean, in no uncertain terms, to, to engineer it into society. Did you see now where there's this uh, this guy running for... Um, running for Congress, it says right out he's a pedophile? Well, he's a target for citizen arrest. These people should not be allowed to be in office. Well, exactly, and it's not like he's saying, I'm thinking about being a pedophile. You know, I thought about trying to molest little kids or something. He's saying he is a pedophile, which makes him a criminal. If he's identifying himself as a pedophile, he's either raping or sodomizing little kids or he's uh, watching child porn on, you know, collecting that, whatever he's doing is illegal. When you say, I am a pedophile, well, how can they even allow him on the ballot? Well, because they're, they're trying to, they're brainwashing everyone to think that child rape is not a crime. The 
sexual orientation, like being gay. Right? They're doing away with every notion of childhood. It, it, it's 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 a real horrible thing they're creating. And it, they, for example, the Catholic Church is lobbying to get um, in. The, there's a manual for counselors. It's called the DSM manual. Right. It's the manual that defines different disorders, right? And they're trying to lobby to get it removed from the DSM manual that uh, child rape is is a crime or a uh, an aberration somehow. They're you know they're, they're trying to make it normal, right? And once it's normal, it won't be a crime anymore, and they can it's open season. And we'll be the ones who are criminals for trying to stop it. Now this is right. the upside down world we live in, right? It is. It is. In this transgender business, you know, twisting children's sexual identity and their, and their gender, I mean, this right. is getting insane. Well, you know what it is? They've been doing genocide on people all over the world for centuries. And genocide is really about wiping out people's identity, right? Not just killing them, but saying, you're not, you don't have the right to be you anymore. You've got to be the way we want. And the first thing you go after when you're perpetrating genocide on a people is the family. You destroy the mother and the child bond, right? Sure. Then there's no future. Well, what are they doing now? They're destroying any notion of family, any notion of mother and father. In some places now in Canada, you're not allowed to say mother or father, just parent, right? They're, they're doing away with any notion of, of different sexes or family or child rearing. And and I think it's, you know, you make everybody a little cog in a machine without an identity. That's their ultimate aim, right? Right. Well, this is really getting so bizarre. And, and in the United States, the sex education that they're giving in the schools, and parents are finally speaking up against it. I mean, they're teaching. Uh, I mean, they're really pushing for anal sex, for kids to be involved in anal sex, and they're teaching oh, no. this in schools. I mean, this is so demented that... How did it even get in these schools to begin with, is what I want to know. Now they've heard the Common Core curriculum, right? Was that it? And Common Core curriculum, it came out of England. And okay. a friend of mine, uh, about 20 years ago, they, they, like what Rockefeller did in the early 20th century when he set up a thing called the General Education Board, he began funding all the universities and dumbing down everybody with the curriculum, right? Um, yeah. But in England, uh, a friend of mine, her five-year-old daughter came home. This was just four years ago. And her daughter showed her a book, and she was in kindergarten, okay? Mm-hmm. In the book, it was two men having sex, anal sex. Right. And um, my oh, friend, outraged, she's a single mom in, in the Midlands in England. She calls up the school board, and she's outraged. She's then visited by a cop and a social worker and a psychiatrist. And they start grilling her about why she has a problem with male sex, men having sex. And she's saying, I don't want my child to see this. And so they, they say, they, what they call it in England is sectioning somebody. They give her a form, and she has to report for psychiatric evaluation. And so I said to her, leave now. Take your kid and leave, which she did. She moved to another town. Because they were going to put her in a booby hatch for challenging what they were doing, brainwashing the kid that, you know, anal sex is good at age five. Right. Oh. Well, Common Core, wherever it came from, I don't know how parents, if I had little kids, this stuff would have never got in the school my kids were in. I'll tell you that right now. 
I mean, they wouldn't be coming after me later saying I'm nuts for criticizing it. I would have been there stopping it. This would have never got into school when my kids were right. little. Well, you got to stop it when it starts. Everybody in their own neighborhoods have to stop this and band together. You can't do anything right. just by yourself. you got to get together and have community meetings about that, that kind of thing, right? right? Well, that's what they really did at a school. I think it was out in California. Someplace they had a, all the parents went, and they just told them right off about it, and, and they got rid of it. Good. That sex education. That's good. But it should be going on in every town that this is going on. I mean, to be teaching those kids that it's filth. It's just plain old filth. I mean, well, when I, I went say, to you school, know, for listeners, Evelyn, that uh, if people, uh, if this is happening in your neighborhood, you write to us, ITCCS um, office at gmail.com. And uh, we're kind of a clearinghouse for all of this stuff all over the world, and we can put people in touch with anyone in their area who's fighting this. So that's itccsoffice at gmail.com. Okay, good, people. Be sure and do that. Be sure and do that. Um, because, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how this ever got to this point to begin with, but this bit now of this transgender bit, and now you know, trying to change it so you can't use him and her as pronouns, Yep. Things. This is this has gotten to the point that I just don't know how it got to this point before people stopped it. Well, the important thing is we know it's happening now, and it's definitely the, it's part of the same old agenda. Of, yeah. You know, it, it's a war against the human race. That's what it yep. really is. We're all at war, and we have to wake up. We're not in peacetime, people. No, I said we're battling Satan. Yep. This is an all-out. Don't battle with Satan, and we are living in hell right now on earth because these Satanists are after us. And I said, this is the battle of our lifetime, and if we don't win, it's lose or take all. Yeah, and I want right. us to win. Exactly. And, well, you are, at, you are at the stronghold of all of this, Kevin, and I'm so proud that you, that you came on the show again. That, um, and I get so angry when I see anybody criticizing you because I know how hard you work, and you're such a hero that... Um, that you are yeah, at the you know, forefront of all this. You know, thanks, Evelyn. But, you know, people have the right to their opinion, but it should be informed opinion. They should comment on stuff I've done, not rumors they've heard about us. Because, you know, since 1998, the Canadian government and the churches have been putting out smear information, misinformation, all over the Internet. And sure. that's what you do with a whistleblower. You attack them, you get people confused about them so they won't be part of it. That's a sign we're doing something right. So, you know... I don't let it distract me. I just stay focused on what really matters, right? Right. Well, that's what I tell people. The more you see about a certain whistleblower or a person involved in this, the more you know that that they're over the target, and that's why they're being attacked. Right. You know, the more, yep. more trolls they send out to slam you, you know, I tell people nowadays that just shows that yep. they are right, you know, and they're trying to destroy it. But you have given you, well, for example, our, our site, uh, all of the evidence I've, I've posted online from our, my book, Murder by Decree, The Crime of Genocide in Canada, we have this site, murderbydecree.com. It got taken down about three weeks ago. We're still trying to get it back up. But this is no accident because we're launching these new grand juries. Um, right. There's a guy working now full-time as our organizer in South America. Like, we're branching out all over the world now, and they're counterattacking, so... And two, they do good at blocking things now oh, yeah. too. I mean, I mean, Google, Facebook, all of them are in on this. They're all involved in this. 
and and they block all the information. You know, we do good work, and you do such good work, but they block it all over the internet. Oh yeah, I'm I'm blocked permanently from Facebook and now Skype. My Skype was shut down the other. Uh, Why yeah. Skype now? No, Facebook is notorious, as you know. It, it's uh, oh. they censor everything. Not only that, but when you're banned on Facebook, anyone who is connected to you, who even uses your stuff, they get banned as well. Mm-hmm. It happened wow. to my father. He was posting my stuff, and suddenly he got blocked just because he was posting my stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I well I had a woman tell me yesterday. At the, I forget what it was that she had posted. That I, I think it was about this child trafficking site they found out in Arizona. That from posting that, she got banned from Facebook. She got suspended from Facebook. Oh yeah. Yep. Just yeah they, one they're they're yeah. monitored openly by the government. They're they're government agency really, and um, yes, they have copyright to anything you post. So I don't even know why people use it. Well, I do it to get the word out because I don't know how else to do it, Kevin. Yeah. No, I know. I'd, sometimes you're forced to use what yeah, what you can get, but that's all we got. And the yeah. same thing with um, Twitter. They kicked me out there about six months ago. It was supposed to be for 12 hours, but I can't get back on. You know, so yeah. they took that avenue away that I could get the word out. Now I go on this other site is Gab. That's like Twitter. And and, it, and it's good, but the only thing is they don't have an icon up there to make it easy for you to post. Like you have to go to the site and you have to post the article. Then you got to go post the link and everything. So it's harder to use, you know. But I But I post on it regularly. To get the word well, you know, don't forget, we don't need big numbers with this. You get together, and what matters is not numbers, but how determined people are. We we uh, exposed genocide in Canada with just two dozen people working year really? after year. And yeah. so the important thing is to make connections with people that are going to last and, and face-to-face. You know, the old-fashioned way, telephone and face-to-face. Sure, sure. Because, too, what they'll do, too, they'll infiltrate your groups, won't they? They'll get certain people in, in um, yeah. like up in Canada to say that, that you didn't do good work and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. You didn't help them and things like this. I mean, they're so, it, they're so creative with how they, they put out this information to try to discredit people. Yep, for sure. So now what's on your agenda next? Well, during the summer and fall, I'm I'm on speaking and organizing tour all over North America and then back to Europe. Um, and um, again, you know, there are these these important dates to keep in mind in Geneva and Ireland, June and August. Uh, but there's going to be other things coming up too, and people should just uh, stay tuned to a few things. Itccs.org. Follow the website. I do a show on a blog radio show every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, called Here We Stand. It's on BBS Radio, uh, bbsradio.com slash herewestand, one word. And uh, that's where we report all this stuff regularly. So people can follow those two sites and stay yeah, informed. Yeah, that would be good. Sure. Now, will you be in Geneva on the 21st? Um, not likely. Uh, there's a lot of people over in Europe doing this. so. Um, okay. No. But anyway, I'd love to be, actually. I'd love to help arrest oh. the best. Oh, absolutely! I would be. I would love to 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 uh, be there to see that. But wouldn't that be wonderful if it happened? Yeah. Well, one one of these days it will. It's just a matter of time. And um, you know, these guys are know they're guilty, and they they've got a lot, a lot less power than we realize. A lot of it's just smoke and mirrors. And when people go after them, 
they all always collapse and back off. You know, it's that's how pe- guilty people act, right? Right. Well, no, I I've seen a headline too. We'll get cut off here any second, and we'll have to cut off. But I a headline about where the new black pope is coming. Oh well, the, that's the name for the Jesuits. We've already forced the head of the Jesuits to resign, Adolfo Pichon. Um, okay. People don't realize that from our warrants and court orders, oh, four top Catholic officials all resigned after being ordered to do so, including the head of the Jesuits, Pichon. Sure. Um, sure. So these warrants have real power, and that's why I say to people, that's kind of a final message to people listening, is you have amazing power in your neighborhood. If you organize, you take action, you stop these child-raping priests directly, uh, it'll have an enormous ripple effect. You'll just watch, but you've got to take the action first. So contact us, itccsoffice, gmail.com. And uh, I'm gonna, one of the things I do, Evelyn, is I come into communities and help people organize. So please let me know if you want help, and I'll be there. Yeah, um, I, don't really, I don't really get out, so I don't really hear that much, like, say, around Green Bay or anything. But, yes, I hope my listeners um, do, because they're probably more familiar with the churches and what's going on in their areas. You know, they've Are you in Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Alan. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so proud that you came on again. And, and so we will see you next week, people. Yeah, anytime. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. It's cold air.